welcome again, everybody. You know, I love the music for two reasons. It's a 50-50 chance it's a Friday, meaning it's a Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. The other reason is we get to talk to a realty expert. Today, John Brodeen is back in the studio, and we're going to talk with John right after this. Look, if you want that home, let's go get you that home. And it's okay to feel a little nervous. Or to not know what to look for. Because our network agents have the expertise to take the scary out of buying a home. Well, most of it. Now, let's go get you home. All right, and realty expert John Brodeen, welcome back, buddy. Hey, hey. How you doing? It's Friday. It's Friday. Yep. Big, big plans for the weekend? Yeah, we're leaving town. We're going to Lake with a few friends. Oh, so. you're going to go Lake it. Yeah. You don't want to come weekend. and help me pick up a couple of downed trees in my yard? As, as fun as that sounds. Maybe next weekend. <laughs> it just sounds like a blast, right? <laughs> what if I said I'll have beer and pizza? Yeah. Um, <laughs> convincing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, real convincing. I wanted to ask you this uh, before we get into the show. Uh, I got a card in the mail. It was like a postcard the other day, and it was kind of weird. It was like half typed and half printed, and... So I looked at it, and, and it said, um, you want to sell your house? We will come and make you an offer today. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of looked at it for a minute, and I threw it in the garbage, uh, in the burn barrel, actually. And um, I just want to know, who is this? I didn't really pay attention, but have you heard of this before? Yes, I have. So it's pretty common. What, what they're trying to do is they're trying to find motivated sellers who have a lot of equity, maybe haven't taken very good care of their home, mm. and who want to sell their home at a major discount. And what they're going to try to do, so the main thing you have to be worried about with those type of things is people who are sending those type of letters who don't actually have the ability to buy it. Mm-hmm. And they're counting on offering you $200,000 for your home when it's worth, you know, maybe let's say Could your home double needs, that. Yeah. Let's say your home needs a lot of work mm-hmm. um, there, you know, and maybe it's worth three fifty after it's fixed up. It needs 70 grand worth of work. Um, I should have used easier numbers for math, but what is that? They'd want to get into it for less than 280. So yeah. maybe the um, investor would buy it for 250. Mm, um, okay. The, the, the wholesaler, who's the person who sends you the cards, um, is going to make you a low offer for it and then try to sell it for more before it closes to an investor who's going to flip it. And sometimes it's the investor who is making the offers and they actually do have the cash to be able to buy it. The thing where I've seen people get burned with these and not so much sure about this market, but I've seen it in other markets and heard about it where if they can't find somebody to buy this thing for more so they can make their markup, um, then they back out of the deal and forfeit their earnest money and wasted a bunch of your time. So I'm guessing then they probably, because there's three mailboxes out on the highway, uh, because there's three of us that live in this little neck of the woods there. I'm guessing they just put them in all three because it would be very hard for somebody to weave their way and snake their way through my half-mile-long driveway and get through all the corners and around the buildings to get to my house. So I'm guessing they probably haven't even seen what my house looks like. No, no. They send mass mailers. Okay. They they send these to, you know, hundreds or thousands of people in hopes that one or two will call them and that maybe one person is interested in selling their house for a major discount and they want to get out of their house fast. If you ever get into a situation with one of these people, um, the main thing is ask for proof of funds. Okay. Make sure it's not some faker who's saying they're going to buy your house cash. A poser? Yeah. And their (laughs) only hope is to sell it to a real investor oh sure who, uh, and then make their you know 10 grand off of yeah. it because they found a good deal and then they're able to 
take some, keep some meat on the bone for themselves and then sure. sell it to an investor who could still flip it and then make some money. All right. Um, we, you know, if, if somebody is in that situation and, you know, maybe it's a house they don't want to worry about anymore. Maybe it's like a house they inherited that needs a ton of work, has a bunch of junk in it that they don't have the time to take mm-hmm. care of. Um, we have the iBuy program. One of the differences between the iBuy program and uh, the people who send the cards is we're completely transparent about everything. So we'll say, hey, this is how much we're offering you. This is how much this house would be worth if you fix it up and put it on the market. This is how much the house would be worth if you put it on the market right now yourself as is. Um, these are some of the you know issues we'd maybe run into trying to sell it if it's in really rough shape. Um, and if they want to just get out of it, and not have to have any photos online, not have to have any strangers walking through their house, sell it um, cash as is right now. And when we say cash, we are actually cash. We've never, I don't think there's been a single time that the iBuy programs had to back out of a deal. Wow. Um, so when they offer on it, they mean it and they're going to close and oh. they'll close in like two weeks. Oh, wow. So there is a certain, you know, your, your average person out there who wants to list their home, and get top dollar for it. This isn't the type of program for sure. them. Um, but the type of person who, wants to pass the hassle along to somebody else, that's where they might want to give the iBuy program a call. And I'm able to work with the iBuy program. So just give me a call, 701-213-5428. All right. Well, you answered that. Thank you very much. Now, uh, another question. What are some of the most costly mistakes that buyers make, like, over the long term? Because when you buy and, you know, when you invest in a house or something, there's nothing short term about that, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the biggest, probably the biggest mistake that's going to cost you the most money long-term is if somebody's trying to perfectly time the market and it's always too high for them to be buying and they're going to wait for the market to crash or they're going to wait for the market to come down. Um, you know, people have been saying this for a long time, you know, in the market, especially in the Midwest, you never know what's going to happen. It's, mm-hmm. you know, anything could happen, but um, based on the past information for our area and for the Midwest, you have kind of air, times of steep growth over a few years and then you might have a five-year period of kind of a plateau um, where values stay stagnant. Um, you know, it's totally normal. It's it's pretty much expected for real estate values to double or triple over a 20- or 30-year period. Right. Um, so, you know, somebody who 20 years ago thought home prices were way too high and wanted to wait for them to come down is probably still looking today. And if they would have bought back then, and right. you know, maybe they rented this entire time, they've just wasted, you know, hundreds of thousands of sure. dollars. And missed on that potential for their home to go up in value. So as long as you are going to live in a home for the long term, it's it's something that you get in and stay in. You're never going to be able to time it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you get in and stay in for the long term, it can be a wonderful investment. Well, I mean, let's face it. There's this thing out there called inflation. Yeah. Um, do houses, are they ever going to go down or do, do they always go up like every other thing does? So... I mean, houses have gone down for periods of time, Mm -hmm. um, but real estate values have risen over the long term dramatically. I mean, it's it's just um, it it usually beats inflation by, you know, quite a bit, especially during periods of high inflation. It's good to own hard goods. The cost of homes go up. The cost of building materials go up. The price of gas goes up. The price of food goes up. The price of labor goes up. The price of homes go up. Mm -hmm. So um, it's definitely a good thing to be in the market during times of high inflation. And that okay. means owning a home. Now, 
I'm not telling you to own a home if you think you're going to move in two years because sure. then it's a little bit more of a gamble. Then mm -hmm. you really need the market to go up substantially and get kind of lucky in those like two years that you own the home because you're not going to pay down very much of your loan in those two years. Mm -hmm. And it's expensive to sell. So you're fully counting on the market to carry you. So that's when it gets a little more risky. If you're going to be living in a home for five years or more, get in a home that you can stay in and stay in it and wait. So if you did, uh, using one of your examples, say I was to buy a home and I knew I was moving in two years, uh, would it even, is it possible to even break even on it? Or is that all these people are looking for? Or I would think you're taking a chance at a loss even. You're taking a chance at a loss. You, there is a possibility you could make money, but that requires you to get a little bit lucky because you need that market to mm -hmm. do really good things over those two years just to break even because you figure the cost of selling is probably going to be over 6%. Um, you know, it's not free to sell. It's not like trading. Sure. It's not like day trading, uh, stocks, you know, it's, it's a hard asset. It's a, it's a, um, relatively less li it's less liquid than cash in the bank, uh, savings account stocks, that sort of thing. Um, cause it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of various things that go into, you know, selling it and making it work. And there's also a lot of work that goes into buying it. Um, you pay your loan origin, origination fee. You pay your you know homeowner's insurance. There's a lot of things besides principal that you pay. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. You know, those people, uh, you hear about this, and, and, and I was never one of those people because I couldn't afford it, but the people that make an extra mortgage payment a year. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've heard all kinds of numbers thrown at me. Oh, it knocks off how many thousands off your mortgage. But I would imagine if you knew you were only going to be the house in the house for two or three years, if you did that, would that maybe help a little bit? If you knocked out a couple of extra mortgage payments or probably only in that short of a time frame, it probably still wouldn't make that much of a difference. It would help like using something like a 15 year loan or paying off your 30 year loan at the rate of a 15 year or making extra principal payments is certainly going to help, but it's still cash out of your own pocket mm -hmm. um, that you've put into the home. Um, the other things that you're going to want to look at are maybe it's better to, um, take a lower originate. These are kind of loan questions. So talk to a lender about this mm -hmm. a lender. Um, but your cash out of pocket at closing, if you're going to sell in two years, it's probably more important to keep your cash out of pocket at closing via like your origination fee and stuff. It's better to lower that and maybe pay a higher interest rate. Um, whereas if you're going to be at home for a very long time, um, you, you'd probably benefit from paying a higher origination fee and getting a lower in, uh, interest rate. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of getting into the weeds of the mortgage sure. world, and I'm not going to pretend I know everything about the yeah. mortgage world, but um, that's your, your cash out of pocket with your other fees. You know, not talking your down payment, because mm -hmm. putting more of a down payment is more secure because it's kind of like cash in the bank. Um, it's equity, you know, that you have that you can use to pay those costs when you sell. So, yeah, and then another thing is... Um, Another common mistake that's going to cost somebody money over the long term is buying a super unique, weird home that's kind of lacks functionality. Yeah, um, there's a few of those around Grand Forks. Yes. Yeah, so the the more unique and unusual your home is, the harder it is going to be to sell. Mm -hmm. And probably the harder it's going to be to get your money back out of it. There's fewer buyers for that type of home. And we all know that when demand is lower, um, it's it basically means values are also lower. So... Um, try to try to pick a home that's going to appeal to more people. If you buy the type of home that's going to appeal to a really, really niche market, um, tougher to sell. Uh, next up is going to be buying a home that's lacking a feature that most buyers in your price range expect. This could be you're buying a home where all the other houses in your price range have central air, and this house doesn't have central oh, air. Oh, yeah, which or, is huge this year. <laughs> which is huge this yeah. year especially. 
um, or buying a home that doesn't have a garage at all, doesn't mm. have the ability to add a garage, and all the other houses in this price range do. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe there was something on your wants list that this home had. You still want to prioritize your needs over your wants, especially when it comes to those um, features that are expected. Right. Um, another common mistake, and you probably this is probably the one you hear about the most, is um, buying a home that's unusually bigger uh, and nicer than all the other homes in like a lower end neighborhood. The problem here is the comps in the neighborhood aren't going to support a very high value. Mm-hmm. So you probably when you're talking about the market going up, your probably your home's value might not go up quite as much as the rest of the market um, if you are the nicest home in the worst neighborhood. Um, I know somebody that did that, uh, bought a house and have sunk a lot of money and time into it. Mm -hmm. And the whole time was being told, why are you doing this? Look at the neighborhood you're in. You're not going to get what you've put into it. And, and uh, maybe he's starting to figure that out now. And that really, that leads up, uh, into the next one perfectly. Um, the next mistake is buying a fixer upper and then overspending on your remodel. Mm -hmm. So let's say, um, your after repair value on your home once you fix it all up is is maybe tops out at you know two twenty five mm-hmm. and now you're going with all custom tiled showers um, you're going with super high end quartz countertops you're you're spending on you know super high end appliances you're spending all this money and and giving your home these features that you're not going to get your money back on so you want to keep your updates appropriate to your price range. Because, um, you know, the price per square foot in the neighborhood is not going to support if you put all Viking or Wolf appliances in mm-hmm. a $200,000 home and you put Mar- Carrera marble countertops and you put, you know, all the fanciest everything in this home, it's still going to, you know, it's, you're, you're in the neighborhood that you're in and you're in the size of home that you're in and people aren't going to spend $100,000 more for a house the same size in the same neighborhood and said they're, you know, you're not going to compete well against those houses that are $100,000 more. So instead of like uh, flip a house, it's like flop a house. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you can certainly do it. If you're going to live in that house for a long time and th- these sort of things mean a lot to you, um, you know, do, do what you want. But as your agent, I'm not going to advise you to do that kind of stuff if you're asking me for advice on what's going to pay off um, dollar for dollar that you spend. You're... you're return on the investment that you that you put into that house is going to be poor uh, because you overspent so keep your updates appropriate with the type of homes like where you want your home to be with your after repair value now to stop making these costly mistakes they should probably get a hold of a realty expert like you yep yep 100 percent. and the other thing is buying a fixer-upper and not fixing it up some people don't realize how deep they're getting in mm-hmm. so if you're not handy Buy a move-in ready home or something closer to move-in ready. Don't buy a, a total bomb job house. Sure. So yeah, that's something that I can counsel you on and make sure you don't make those type of mistakes. Make sure when you call me to sell in seven years that I have good news for you. All right. And how do we get a hold of John Brodeen, Realty Expert? 701-213-5428. You have a lot of fun at the lake this Thank weekend. Uh, yes. Hopefully the rain stays away. Yeah. And are you going to do any fishing or are you just going to do some lounging? A little golfing. Oh, probably yeah. a little fishing. All right. out. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday, second annual Bruce yes, Spicer yes, Memorial I'll Golf Tournament. Yeah. All right, out at Kingswalk. We can compete for who gets last place. How about we have like a, <laughs> yeah, how about a beer challenge or yeah, something more that I can compete in? <laughs> All right, thank you. There you go, your realty expert, John Brodeen with Berkshire Hathaway. And again, uh, you know what? If you're looking to, to buy a house or sell your house through John Brodeen and it needs a little bit of work, 
get a hold of executive properties here in Grand Forks. They do everything, including snow removal. You can check out their reviews on Facebook and Google. You're going to love their work. Give them a call, 701-330-1273, or go to executiveproperties.org. Until Wednesday of next week, it's your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast.